Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. I'm Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good overall. Uh, been a... It's been a busy few days, productive few days though. So sleep has been minimal, but I, I'm I've been getting things done. So I'm pretty happy. How are you? I am doing great. We've okay. got a big long day of recording today. That's okay. We like we like doing our recordings here. We got a Bulls broadcast episode, and then we've got two WNP episodes, uh, the NFL and college football. Going to be covering both there, but today on the Bulls broadcast, we are going to be looking at. All kinds of things, including news about some injured players making it back. Going to be talking about the first preseason game that Tampa Bay Lightning played, as well as some camp cuts. And then we're going to be looking at the NHL Network's top 10 players list. And no surprise, but some of our Tampa Bay Lightning players have made that list. So that'll be fun to talk about. But Chase, before we start anything, we have to announce... Season three starts this upcoming Monday, October 4th. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot more hockey talk. We know a lot of people uh, maybe tuned out of the show for a little bit because the hockey talk wasn't really there. But starting next week, we're diving completely into the Tampa Bay Lightning, completely into the NHL. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I mean, you know, we talked about it in the offseason. We're a little more excited for football this year uh, than hockey. You know, they had the five rookie quarterbacks coming in, blah, blah, blah. Well, the rookie quarterbacks have sucked. Um, Facts. It's, it's been, football's been solid, but not as enjoyable as I thought it was going to be. And it's really got me, and, and being down at the rink every day, has really got me back into the hockey spirit. And I am so unbelievably excited for this hockey season. Not just the NHL, but the junior ranks, uh, the, the youth hockey ranks. I'm, I'm so excited for everything. I'm so happy to be back in the mix. Uh, I look very forward to those shows that we're going to start doing next week and look forward to another hell of a season. College hockey is going to be awesome, too. A lot of good players over at U of M and us being in the Michigan area. It's going to be awesome. I still I can't believe Nick Blankenberg is the captain of that team. <laughs> I can't believe it. I played high school hockey against this kid and you know, six years later, he's the captain of the U of, U of M. Incredible. You love it. Would you be the captain of U of M right now? I, if <laughs> if I wasn't derailed by injuries, right, clearly. Right, of course. Clearly. All right. Well, let's talk about first an update on Andre Deniskin, 
Uh, we talked about him in the last episode, how uh, he was on the ice and um, really didn't do anything too pleasing to the hockey community, uh, doing some weird, disgusting gestures. Well, we got an update on his suspension. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a weird one. Um, he got, what is this described as a three plus 10 game ban slash suspension, which means three games he's out for no matter what. The other 10 games, he can pay a fine, which equates to 50,000 euros. Thought it was US dollars, but it's euros. Um, I don't know how that translates to for US dollars. I'll look it up. Continue. So, that you know, it's not a small sum of money. I'm already going to assume, especially you know, playing in the Ukraine league, it's it's not a league where you're you know making just the big bucks. So I don't know if he's going to pay it or if he's going to play. I don't know, but regardless, to me, it just doesn't seem like enough for what happened on the ice. Um, I hope the IHF they they take a stronger stance and you know they can implement sanctions on him. He can't play internationally. They can suspend him from leagues too. So hopefully, they come out with it with a little bit you know stronger stance because I think this is kind of soft. Just under $58,000 uh, U.S. And I think that the IAHF is going to do that because I felt like overall in the past decade or so, we've seen that they've handled situations like this a little bit better than most general leagues, including the NHL. Oh, yeah, uh, 100%. So hopefully, you know, we, we see the see the right things here going forward. Um, I mean, really, I, I don't want to. Say too much more. Hammer on the same points I've been hammering on the last you know times we couple talk about it. But just ho- hopefully, you know, we, we see some things come out here in the next couple of days that are right things. Right. So we figured we'd hit with that first because that is an update from the previous show. But the first real new topic on this episode of the Bolts broadcast: GM Julian Brisebois resigned. We're not going to have to worry about you know possibly finding a new GM or anything because he's back, and it's going to be oh so fun to continue his dominant run as the Tampa Bay Lightning general manager. Yeah, so obviously, you know, he, he comes in and takes over Steve Y's job and has been doing, you know, a pretty damn good job. Steve Y handed him kind of the pieces, and Breezeball was able to kind of retool them and turn them into, you know, a back-to-back Stanley Cup winning team. I don't know um, if I've seen any terms out there yet, so who knows what it is. GM contracts aren't always out there, not always easy to find, but – very happy that he's going to stick around. You know, we're big fans of the job that he's done thus far, of course. How could you not be? Uh, hopefully some more success. I mean, maybe he can continue in a couple more cups in a row. I mean, I'd be fine with that. And season one, we questioned uh, what exactly Julian Breesbaugh would do. We obviously know that he was given the job with Stevie Y stepping down, and Stevie Y did a phenomenal job to build up this team. Well, I think we saw... Really, last year with the Kucherov situation, handling the cap and everything like that, people can say it's cheating, but it's following the rules. Seeing what he did there, phenomenal, just shows exactly why we want him back to be our GM. He's done some great stuff, bringing in Coleman, bringing in Gaudreau. Uh, Even though at the time, I specifically thought, okay, these might not be great moves. They panned out perfectly and added two Stanley Cups to this Tampa Bay organization. Yeah, I mean, you pay whatever you got to do to win a Stanley Cup, so that doesn't matter. Um, I, you know, Breeze was a, a very smart guy, so it wasn't like when he got the job, it was unwarranted. He was the assistant GM for a reason. He, he earned that job regardless of the circumstances. So it's just good to see that he's been succeeding, and really the next couple of years is going to be the most crucial part because he's already, he's already done the easy thing. He's won two Cups. Now it's can he maintain a competitive roster, 
can he keep building through the draft? Can he keep bringing in free agents? Can he keep the team as competitive as possible in a league where really it's hard to stay that competitive for that long? Yeah, it's definitely tough. Uh, and firsthand uh, knowledge of that, Jonathan Taze, he won, what was it, three cups in five years? 10, Ten. 13, and 15, so six seasons. Six seasons. Three and six, Jonathan Taze with the Chicago Blackhawks. We haven't seen the captain play in over a year. Well, he's ready to go. He's healthy now. Uh, he's going to be playing in some preseason action soon, and then he will be ready to go game one pending any uh, injuries through camp or, or preseason action. Yeah, this is good stuff. I mean, it's a guy who's been a, a pretty decent face of the NHL, someone who's a prominent name. You know, even though his plays dropped off a little bit last couple of years offensively, still an absolute weapon defensively, still great offensive player, dude, don't get me wrong. Um, so it, it'll be good that he's going to be able to get back on the ice. Uh, I know that he's, or that Chicago, I should say, is just significantly better with him out there. You know, he's, he's a great leader. He's a great hockey player. And you want to see those guys playing. You don't want to see anybody missing games. Absolutely not. Following that, Austin Matthews. He is practicing as well after a wrist surgery this offseason. Uh, it's great to see this happening. And we talked about it, I think it was just about two weeks ago, that if we're not going to be able to see our stars play, Jack Eichel, Kirill Kaprizov not having that contract extension quite yet, um, there was a lot of concern about will we have the star power to actually bring in new viewers or even bring in viewers that already love the game of hockey but wouldn't be really interested without that star power. We see two big names here with Taze and Matthews. We got the um, re-signing of Kirill Kaprizov. The Jack Eichel situation is still out. But going back to Matthews, it's great to see him practicing after his surgery. It is. And really quick, uh, to pile on top of that, I just saw a tweet that I got right here hearing reports that the Canucks, Elias Pettersson, and Quinn Hughes are en route back to Vancouver. So Finally. Yeah, two more names that we might see signed here soon. Who, who knows if this is true or not? I don't know. I, I just saw the tweet. It was, let's hope that it's true. It very well could be fake, but I don't know. I haven't even clicked on the account. We're not even going to. We're going to pretend <laughs> that it's true because we want it to be true. <laughs> not going to click on the account? Nope. Not even looking. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so sources do trust me. Um, but <laughs> sources that we cannot name at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 we want we want these guys back out there. Uh, so hopefully, AM thirty four, you know, two time NHL cover athlete over three seasons is able to get out there, be ready for game one. Kind of annoying, but yeah. And NHL twenty two or EA Sports did release uh, twenty five minutes of overhead gameplay today. I was able to watch a little bit. It, it just kind of looks like a normal NHL game. I don't. People were, I know, upset because the gameplay trailer only had like nineteen combined seconds of actual gameplay, which I get the being upset about that if it's a gameplay trailer. But releasing twenty five minutes of gameplay that basically looks the same, I. Didn't really get much out of it. Yeah, like I didn't notice a, a massive difference when I was playing the beta. Um, I noticed some. I thought it was a little better, and I thought I felt better too. I think all the people that complained were playing on the old gen. I didn't mm. see any complaints from anybody playing on new gen. I saw it was mostly positive. So hopefully, you know, that's the case. Old gen, I really don't care about you guys, to be honest. Just get the new console already. Um, <laughs> but, like, so for, for, for the new gen, I, I do look forward to it because, I like, it is going to it is gonna be improved from what it has been the last couple of years. Um just in terms of graphics, at least gameplay felt better to me. Hopefully it stays kind of the same, but we've had a couple of years in a row where the beta gameplay has been pretty good and then went to shit. So I guess we'll see. And the same sentiments were for the Call of Duty beta as well. I know when it was initially out on PlayStation, PlayStation 5s are still sold out or something. I don't know. So people were playing on PlayStation 4 saying, oh, it's terrible. It is like the worst COD beta I've ever played. 
And then it came out for PC and Xbox and all of that. So more people that had the new gen, whether it be the Xbox uh, Series X or people that have like their updated PCs, they were like, what are you talking about? This is phenomenal. So old gen just doesn't seem to be the thing when it comes to betas, NHL, COD, but new gen. Very nice. Yeah. Great success. Yeah, just, just you know, go on eBay and go pay $1,000 for that Series X already. My brother just paid seven fifty for his. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> When's he getting it, or did he get it already? He, he got it like a week ago, I think. Okay. Maybe a little bit longer than that. But, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm just trying to wait. So he bought it. Uh, I got the Xbox is fine. The controller, the guy said it was it was a rarely used console. The console no has no issues as far, but the controller that he got was just like covered in food and sticky mm, and shit. Yeah, like like you can't just clean that off before you send it, he, right? Yeah, so he, he's not even bothering using it. He just bought a new one. You literally could have just taken like a what are they Lysol wipes or whatever, yeah, just, just like, a, like a Lysol Clorox wipe, just yeah. boom, good to go. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Uh, welcome to the big boys club, though, Tyler. Congratulations <laughs> on that. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, we are going to be talking about the first preseason game action that the Bolts have seen. Going to be talking some camp cuts. And then, of course, looking at the top 10 NHL Network players list right after this. Week 3 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 4 with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome back and thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring the show. Uh, again, if you need any type of betting tools, whether you need to bet on the football games, the upcoming hockey games, make sure to head over to DraftKings. And before we talk about the first preseason game for the Bolts, Chase, you did have a quick update that we missed right before we started talking about Deniskin's suspension. Yeah, so apparently um, that money, it's not Euro, it's whatever the hell they use in Ukraine rubles. I, I don't know what the hell they use, but translates to... $1,870 $1,870 American dollars. Uh, the team that Jalen Smarchak, the, the, the black player that had the racial gesture, you know, uh, towards him, they, they tweeted out 1870 for racism, question mark, exclamation point, for racist actions towards Donbass player Jalen Smarchak, uh, Kramachuk player Andre Deniskin was disqualified for three matches. Deniskin was also given 10 matches of additional disqualification, 1870. We demand a reconsideration of the decision. And, you know, like, Seeing that number, I like rightfully so. Yeah, like 
I can't I can't believe first of all the price difference is that much, but like yeah. that is just insane that I don't care if he's only making twenty grand a year, like to play ten to get paid ten percent of your salary so you can play in those extra ten games, like guys are gonna do that. Yeah. That's uh, so that, that that that's a joke. It's a mess. Eighteen seventy, definitely not anywhere close to fifty eight thousand. No, no, no. It's just r- r- ridiculous. So, Jalen, um, apparently, so one, one of our one of our coaches, um, him and Smart are actually like friends. So, um, I didn't know all today, so we were talking about it a little bit. But yeah, Jalen, you know, we're, we're we're thinking about you. Hopefully that they, you know, you're doing good. I know you're taking a little bit of time away. So hopefully you're doing good. Hopefully the league reconsiders their decision. Absolutely. All right, let's hop into the Bolts' first preseason game. Uh, didn't end how we wanted it, but I don't think it's that big of a deal because we saw newly acquired Kakaniemi playing for the Canes. The Canes had some NHL players in their lineup, whereas our Tampa Bay Lightning, the only real player that played you know, every single game for our Tampa Bay Lightning was Mikhail Sergachev. We had a very prospect-heavy lineup so that we could talk about, uh, or so we could see what it looks like, what the depth looks like that we can add to this roster. Yeah, I, I don't really worry too much about preseason outcomes, you know, as no. the exact reason that you just talked about there. Um, sure, you want to win every game you play, like, like, who wouldn't? But, I mean, at the end of the day, it just, it's a tune-up, getting some guys some action. So, Kakaniami, Teravainen, you know, they got the scoreboard for Carolina. Those those are two NHL stars, two Finns. Uh, Jack Jury also scored for them, who is, is a rookie. Might play some games this year. Uh, who knows? We'll see. And then finally for us, Alex Barboulet, who should be a pretty good focal point of our roster this season, I, I would have to assume. He got Tampa Bay's only goal. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a good tuner for tuner for the first game. Um, and, you know, after result of this game, some guys that were, get, you know, they got cut. We're going to talk about that here in a few. But just, kind of, you know, first preseason game, you don't really have a lot of guys that are like studs out there usually. So nothing really to worry about. I would assume that they continue to go pretty prospect slash depth heavy for um, most of these preseason games. Obviously, they're going to get some action for some of the players we we will see night in and night out for the team. But I would have to assume we're going to continue to see a lineup similar so that we can see, all right, what guys are truly going to be those depth pieces when it comes to the actual NHL season. Because, you know, we lost a lot of players this offseason. We need to replace them. So we got to get a look at who will be those guys to best fit the roles we need. Yep. So we got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, as well as next week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So it's, it as you kind of mentioned, it's going to be, you know, those smaller names really in the first you know, a few games. So three games in a row, you're not really going to see many guys play. I would be shocked if anybody plays in all three. So some guys will play too, but I'd be shocked if anybody plays in all three. Um, I would expect more NHLers, um, not any this week, but starting next week in the Tuesday games, I started seeing them there. And then Thursday and Saturday uh, would be, Saturday would be pretty much a full lineup except for two or three guys who are fighting for a final spot. And then Thursday would just be a little bit of a mix. Absolutely. All right, Chase, well, let's talk about some of the camp cuts. Uh, I have not seen them yet. I am just hoping and praying that Sean Day is not on there because, man, oh, man, do I want this kid to get the opportunity. I don't know if he ever will, but I like him. I mean, he probably won't. But, um, like, it, this, this is a, just they're pretty standard cuts. It's after the first preseason game, you usually send your junior guys that have no chance of playing. They, they get sent down. And it's, it's all that happened. Jack Finley, Mika Hootenin, uh, Cameron McDonald, Declan McDonald, Roman Schmidt, Xavier Cormier, and Avery Winslow were all 
Sent back to junior. The last two were also released from their tryouts. They don't have contracts, but the other ones they, they do have contracts that they are their rights are owned by the Tampa Lightning. So no surprise here. None of these guys really had any sort of chance of even sniffing the lineup. So they get to go back to the junior team a little early. Don't have to miss too much regular season action. So nothing too worried. Uh, nothing to worry about. I should say we'll have to continue to keep an eye on the cuts because as we get on later into the preseason, that's when we'll really know. Uh, if there's something to worry about, but let's now talk about the NHL's uh, NHL Network's top ten players. Uh, they did the top fifty overall, but I wanted to talk about the top t- top ten specifically because we've got three players in there. Nikita Kucherov shows up at number four, Andre Vasilevsky at seven, and Victor Hedman at eight. I love seeing them up there, but at the same time, I feel like—and you can tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead, but I feel like. Maybe Andre Vasilevsky and Victor Hedman should be above the likes of Sidney Crosby, who didn't have his best season last year. I think he's still a great player, but I feel like namesake is kind of keeping him in the top five conversation when I don't really know if he's in the top five right now. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like what you said, like, you know, it's probably the case. Yeah. Um, it, you know, we see that all the time in sports, just names really kind of stick. If, if you're this legendary type player, you're, you know, you're, you're going to hang around for longer. Your name is going to be in contention for these awards. If you might not deserve it, you're going to get rushed, blah, 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 blah. Like, he, he's still an incredible player, like obviously, but it, I, you know, I definitely see where you're coming from there. And I think Sidney Crosby could easily get him back in the conversation of top five this year and could even push for that number one spot if he has a real resurgence. But It just seems like over the past year, year and a half, he's kind of slowed down a little bit. He's had to deal with some injuries like he is right now. He's going to be out of camp. But I thought it was interesting that he was above the names like Victor Hedman, like Andre Vasilevsky, like Austin Matthews. Uh, Another surprising name here in the top 10 is Brad Marchand. He makes it number 10 overall. Uh, Let me go through a couple names here, 11 through 20, so you can see the likes of who he's made it over. Patrick Kane, Kill McCarr, Braden Point, Alexander Barkov, Alex Ovechkin, Miko Rantanen, Mitch Marner, and his teammate Patrice Bergeron. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Marshawn being above some of those guys? If I'm not mistaken, when the NHL did this prior to last season, he was also in the top 10. So, he's he's obviously a very good player and is really unique what he brings to the ice. Like, there's I don't think there's anybody in the NHL who does Everything he does, the level he does, like, you know, he, he scores very well. He plays a two-way game very strong. He's just this incredible agitator. He, he combines it very well and is really kind of find a way to make it work and, and work at an elite level, which nobody ever really thought was going to happen, to be honest. They thought he was going to be a career bottom sex type guy. Um, top 10, I don't know if, if I would go there, but, you know, the fact that he's there two years in a row kind of says something. Yeah, for sure. But, a darling he must be for that NHL network. Yeah. I, I do want to point out that Ovechkin at 17 also feels well to me. Even if even if that is a name thing for me where I feel like he should be higher, I think he should because I, I – if you're like a, a 35 goal scorer at least, which I think he will be this year, at the worst case scenario, he scores 35 goals. Like, let's be honest. like That that feels like at least like a top 15 at worst player. I know 17 is not that far off, but still enough to kind of bug me. It definitely does. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning four in the top 14 with Braden Point sitting at 14. And like I said earlier, Vasilevsky – Kucherov and Hedman all being in the top 10 there. Steven Stamkos not making the top 50 list. Uh, I'm not too surprised, but 
another one of those guys who kind of brings that name factor. Wouldn't have been shocked if he did end up in the top 50. Yeah, I, I think he probably is a top 50 player at the end of the day, but not playing really a whole lot two years ago last year, not playing at the top of his game, even though he still played well most nights. Um, you know, it's fine. I'm not, it's not something I'm going to, like, you know, lose sleep over. It's just an NHL network list. Who cares at the end of the day? But it, it's still just kind of interesting to look at and, you know, kind of see what, what they think and stuff. But at the end of the day, if I really had to make a list, I'd have a hard time not putting it in my top 50. And it being an NHL network list, I'm very curious if ESPN does one of these next year and see how big of a difference there is. I hope so. That'd be cool. It would be. But uh, hey, hey, and we, I think we ragged on it on the podcast. That the NHL they don't market very well like last time. I know yeah. we've done it before. No, yeah. No, we never we never had done. But I, I think we did it a lot in the last show too. Um Monday Night Football. I saw a couple commercials for the NHL come back to ESPN. Oh. Yeah, like on, on the on the, on the Manny broadcast, I, I saw it, which first of all, Manny broadcast is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I saw a couple NHL commercials and I was like, cool, let's let's go. You know, this is what I like to see. If I was watching something on NBC, you know, I would see NHL commercials at like the end of March, beginning of April for the first time. Yep. So hopefully we're, this- we're on like Tuesday night at 10 p.m. saying, hey, tomorrow there's a game just in case you didn't know. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're a little bit late. Yeah. You yeah. should have told us a little earlier. Yep. Um, but that's going to do it for the show. We're going to go to hockey name of the day real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, this one, this one looks like a hard name. I'll be honest. Uh, we got Dimitri Ambrosiacek. Ambrosiacek. Ambrosia chick. Ambrosia chic. Ambrosia chic. I don't know. Dimitri Ambrosia chic. Okay. So, you know, around that range. Decent if I, like, do the first grade, first grade pronunciation. You know, sound out every single letter. Decent. Yeah, yeah. Decent. So, our boy Dimitri is playing in the Belarusian League for... I, I can't. I don't even bother with these team names in the Belarusian League. I already spent enough Come time... Come on, sounded out like already, a first grader. I already spent enough time trying to figure out how to say the players' names. Uh, the Bel- for I can say a lot of the Russian team names, but like the Belarusian, Ukrainian team names, for some reason, a lot of them are, are weird to me, and I can't say them, so I don't even bother. But our boy, uh, Dimitri, 26-year-old forward, 5'9", out of the Belarusian League, as we mentioned. Uh, decent player, plays not, played nine games this year, only has an assist thus far. He had 38 points to 47 last year, so clearly was a better player before. Plays a little bit here and there internationally for Belarus. Played uh, U18s, U20s. Played in the queue back in 2014, 2015. So if you're a Bay Coma um, then, you know, you, you might know the name a little bit. But other than that, you know, nothing special to play. And I have to say, I feel like this is the first name in a couple weeks that actually got me. Because I feel like I've been pretty, I've been on a hot streak a little bit recently. You've been on a hot streak because I've been, I, I felt bad for you. From what I remember. I, I felt really bad for you because I'm going to give him layups. Maybe we're forgetting a name that just happened like last week that I just absolutely butchered. But I feel like there's been a little hot streak. So Dimitri here giving me or stumping me the first time in quite some time. I saw this name when I was on Elite Prospects today. Um, I don't even know. Like, if you're on, if you're on the um, website version, on the left side, like, it'll have your, um, like, scoring leaders, and it'll pick a random league. And it was for a league that hasn't played yet. So I had this random name at the top. I forgot to click on the name. I refreshed the page, and it was gone. But, like, it was some French name that I read it real quick. I'm like, wait, how do you pronounce? I have no idea how you pronounce that. And then I went to go do something else. I was like, oh, wait, I should do the fucking name of the day and try to figure it out. And then I just lost it. So hopefully I can find it one day. Nah, we're good. I think we're all good. Yeah, but like it, 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 it was a doozy. I'd have to do a French accent. 
and I'm really good at accents. Yeah, you are so great at them. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Chase, if you could lead them out with an outro, that'd be fantastic. All right, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon and support us there, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Get all your content you need between those three podcast platforms right there. Uh, go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. You can you know, just click on the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. If you want, you can check out our blogs later at it too. Got some fun stuff to read. Wherever you're listening, if you can rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we'd really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.